I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV and such. The Turkey Boys are here live from the Chill Zone. Rye, how are you? Um, what's happening, Hoops? I am over-caffeinated, Ooh. unfortunately. I, I cut down to one shot of espresso a day. Today I took it up to two because I was worried I would be off for the show. And now instead of being on for the show, I just feel like shit. He's back. I'm a little all over the place. I'm a little anxious, flighty. I need my meds. You can have as many cafe lattes as you want. Kind of feel like that right now. Ba-ba-ba. I need a store-bought cheeseburger. I mean, I had to tear you away from Paramount Plus when I got here. You're just wowed by all that new content. And you're just... Yeah. It's where you want to be. It's a tough... Tough streamer. Um, I got it because there's movies coming to it and because mm. I, you know, like to see what's out there and it's fun to be informed about what's available. Yeah. It's not good. No. It's very. so funny because as we discussed, this is CBS All Access that they just rebranded as Paramount Plus and they added like a SpongeBob movie and a real world reunion show and they're like, Check it out. It's Paramount Plus. Somehow, real ugh, the real world has been getting a lot of press lately too. Like I noticed them on some of the one of the news outlets, and like yeah, I, I imagine that's a CBS move because I mean they're Viacom, CBS, mm. Paramount, Viacom, CBS is all one thing now. Yeah, and like we talked about, they have some good stuff coming. But as far as launches go, like I fired it up free trial kid wise, and was mm. just like, there's nothing on here. <laughs> Has Paramount Plus did did it literally come out this week? Yeah. Can, it's, so CBS All Access has existed for a while, and it just got totally rebranded, and there was no Paramount streamer at all previous. Correct. Okay, now I fully get it because I was like, has, has this been out, and I missed it? No, I knew they were going to merge. <clears throat> the merging. Eh, I don't know. I'm not impressed. Lucy and I um, have been. We started the stand. Ooh, because taking a stand. I think that's on Paramount. It is. Okay. Because now I'm like, what's on Paramount and what's on Peacock? I'm like lumping them in together because it's sort of, they're similar in the way that they distributed their content. Like a lot of nostalgia based hooks, you know, like Saved by the Bell and shit like mm. that. I watched a little bit of, and we'll get into it with shots, but I watched a little bit of the few of the other Peacock originals and it's not looking good over mm. there either. Yeah. It's kind of dire. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough time for TV right now, TV and movies. But we got anything in the mailbag this week? As a matter of fact, we do. Ooh. Um, we got a letter from a friend of the show, Sean Patrick Parsons, a.k.a. S. Patty P. Fuck. He He's... said, hey, guys. What? Should I do it in the voice? I don't know. I'm if not you're feeling mind. it. All right, fine. Hey, guys. Long time. Maybe second time. Wonder what Hoops thought of his coming to America screening this week. Huh. And also, is he excited for the sequel? Love the show. Sent for my iPhone because I didn't take that out of my settings yet. <laughs> he didn't say that last part. That was ad lib. Good. But so coming to America, we're going to get to that in reviews. Yes. Give us a tease. What would you think of it? I enjoyed the first one. Awesome. I had somehow never seen it 
one of those classic Scotty blind spots. Mm. It was one of mine too, actually. I thought I had. It's one of those movies that I was like, oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I put it on a week ago and I was like, I've never seen this. Yeah. And you and a lot of other people like it's amazing and like kind of hyped it up to the point where I was like, I bet I'm not going to like this. Watched it. Loved it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like probably the best Eddie Murphy movie, in my opinion, like immediately behind maybe Norbit. Maybe. <laughs> but yes. Uh, I really like Trading Places, too. See, I've never seen that one either. I got to watch that. Get in too. there. Yeah. I think I like Trading Places better. And I'm partial to the Nutty Professor series. Ooh. Which I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion or what, but I really do like those movies. I watched those somewhat recently after never seeing them as a kid, and I didn't love them. Mm. I, I, like- I saw them as a kid, so I think if I watched them now, I'd probably be less wowed, but still have the nostalgia factor. I mean, the Hercules stuff, it's... That's funny. Some stuff's just undeniable. I think it's impossible to avoid the conversation that Eddie Murphy is one of the greatest talents in our lifetime. (laughs) Both (laughs) on the stage as a comedian and behind the scenes. And also just, you know, like when he's doing six characters in the same scene, Mm. it's nuts. There's not a lot of guys that can do that. And if you don't pay... If you don't really know who he is, you may not even catch that he's all of the characters. But we'll talk more about that in reviews. Yes. That's the le- our, one of our first letters in a while. Folks, if you want to drop us a line, we highly encourage it. It's enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. And I mean, this week, everybody is talking about those Golden Globes. Am I right, folks? Who's everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might hit me with a cricket sound effect there. Oh, that would have been good. That but yeah. been good. I mean, too, soon, too late, rather. I'm still into it. I watched most of them for some fucked up reason, and mm. I probably shouldn't even reveal that. And it was very choppy and boring, as award shows are. But this was a Zoom award show, so it was like, God, yeah, even more fucked up. Uh, Al Pacino fell asleep. That was like the one highlight of the broadcast. How could you not? And him getting like stirred away. Like, oh, oh, did I win? <laughs> What was he up for? Like I don't even know. <laughs> that superhero movie or that like Nazi fighting show on, on Prime? Oh, or I hope not. Like the Irishman 18 months late? <laughs> oh. Probably for that fucking Dunkachino commercial within Jack and Jill, posthumously. Um, I, I fully can't think of what he's even been in that would be worthy, but okay. But I mean, some of the big awards here we got... Best foreign language film went to Minari, which will be ugh, which will be reviewing later in the program. Mm. And best animated movie was Soul, which is fair. Pixar movie usually wins that. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, Soul was fun. I mean, Aaron Sorkin won best screenplay for The Trial of the Chicago Seven, which is kind of cringeworthy. <laughs> I'm scowling. You guys can't hear that, but I'm scowling. Yeah, like he's written great screenplays in the past, but that one, I don't know if that was award worthy. The Golden Globes feels off base and calculated at the same time every year. Yeah, they're the ones that can be bought even more than all the other award shows. Mm. Like they gave The Tourist a deeply forgettable Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie movie from like 2011. The award for best comedy, even though it's like a action caper. <laughs> and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, that was just bought and paid for. And what can you do? 
Is anything about that movie funny? I no. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> That's like the biggest one. They have a bunch. They of probably figured they the could years. sneak that past the goalie, and no one would dispute it. Yeah, and it's well, been, nobody cares about comedies. Just put it in there. And it's been bitted ever since. And then yes, all the actor ones were kind of whatever. Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He didn't show up to the awards though, which I thought Pretty was kind of weird. What's up with that? Yeah, like, dude, come on. Yeah, like who do you think you are? You, you're, you're a fairly new actor. Like we could really use you in the in the seats. And Andra Day won for Best Actress for some new Hulu like powerful historical drama that I don't have the title here. Hmm. The picture's cut off, but I don't know. I'm sure that was workish. I was reading the page six, just like their treacly compliments Ooh. for all the award winners and it, and nominees during the Gold, Golden Globes rather than watching it. They Good. wrote down, Kaylee Cuoco looked and felt like Cinderella. She really did. And I meant, she? did they mean like they were touching her body and she felt like a, like a Disney princess? Or Hi. like she thought like, because it was like none of them were in person. So she basically was wearing a ball gown sitting outside at her house. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really not into the Zoom stuff. Like I'd much prefer them to just it was pause and not do the show at all. It was awkward at best, and especially the first award was for Daniel Kaluuya winning Best uh, Supporting Actor, mm. and they go to him, and it, his mic is like muted for the first award. So like, it got better from there. But it for was how many seconds? Like ten seconds, and they had to like they almost cut away to something else, and then he was like he suddenly popped in and was like, "Can you hear me? You're doing me dirty. You're doing me dirty." He like made it into something, but yeah, an embarrassing broadcast. I liked him more when I realized he was British. Mm. I don't like him a lot. I find him to be that guy that everybody says they love, and I can't think of a comparison. But like, he's good. He's like definitely him. a good actor. I just don't like him, and I don't know what that's about. It's just like I think it was because my first taste of him was in Get Out, mm. which I notoriously didn't didn't really enjoy. Classic take. Yeah, I mean, no one is with me on that one. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I find him boring. I don't really yeah. have an argument to back it up. And people have even said to me like, "What are you talking about? He's great." And I'm like, "I know he is. I just what don't. Do you mean? I don't like him." It happens. Um, and they gave best movie, comedy, or musical to Borat too, which oh. was surprising. And he won best actor, and he was one of the rare like funny speeches. Did Jared Leto not win? I hope <laughs> he didn't. I was actually okay. that was the best part of watching. I was like, if Jared Leto wins this, I'm gonna fire up the hottest tweet. I don't have any other notes on that. I don't have any other notes on that. I just wrote down Jared Leto has a vagina. That's fair. Which I don't know why I was thinking that, but it it tracks. I'm like, huh, I'm so twisted. And best movie drama went to Nomadland, which we covered last week. That's right over the plate. A couple weeks ago on the program. That was two, I think. And yeah, that's the one. That's like the... Everyone just determined like, yeah, that's going to win everything this year. And it seems to be following that Hmm. trajectory. And yeah, that's basically it. Big okay. snoozer of a broadcast. Yeah, the Golden Globes is I don't really ever tune in. I've just I hear it secondhand or I catch a minute of it or like the Oscars, we've for the past several years have watched all of it. Mm. And I'll probably do that again this year. But 
Yeah, it's one of those, I was sitting around and they were on and I was like, this sucks, but I'll just watch these and right. see if maybe I can get some hot live tweets going. Hmm. But uh, yeah, what else we got going on? Lady Gaga's dogs were recovered. That's Big great news. news. Yeah, I was really upset about that last week. Yeah. And what I'm wondering is they left the guy who took them, left them chained up in an alley. Yeah. So... What were they? What do they even do all of that for? It doesn't sound like they even. Maybe the, maybe the whole thing is a setup, right? And the woman who brought him back was somehow involved, but Ooh. it doesn't seem like it. It seems like she was like a genuine nice person who just happened upon the dogs in an alley. Yeah, I bet the people who stole them like were like, oh shit, this went crazy. Like we got to return these dogs. These cops aren't gonna let this go. Well, the like, media spun it as like, Lady Gaga's dog like they people were even saying like maybe it was calculated because she performed at joe biden's inauguration and it was mega people oh like, come on man you're blaming this on me god damn like well and they it was clearly not something that was motivated by anything they didn't know there were lady gaga's dogs they just probably figured we could steal two several thousand dollar dogs and sell mm. them and whatever and then when it exploded all over the news they were worried and got rid of them yeah. Simple as that. And also the guy who got shot is recovering. That's a shame. Even though that's like an afterthought. The real story is the dogs. Are the dogs okay? I love how the, the media outlets are painting it like Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan, is finally speaking out on social media. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to read that. Just kind of want to hear about where the dogs are and if they're okay. It's all about them dogs. And I'd I'm, rather I'm, have the dogs be okay and him have been tortured to death personally. I'm really worried that Ryan Murphy is going to convince what? Lady Gaga to star in a Netflix limited story about this and play herself. Will it be extravagant and full of bright <laughs> colors and songs? Here's hoping. God, I hate his stuff. That's actually going to happen. Of course. Mark my words, folks. I'm surprised they haven't already started working on it. Yes. Did you see that James Corden somehow ah. lost a couple of pounds and now he's the spokesperson for Weight Watchers and like, look at how skinny he is. Photos are popping up everywhere. You know what? I've been thinking I haven't been seeing enough of him lately. So I'm glad he's getting some more work. <laughs> what does he <laughs> so, want from us? As that guy on Twitter said. Holy shit with the James Corden stuff. It never stops. Get out of my sight, sir. <laughs> My dad, oh my uh, dad, you're listening to this. You enjoy James Corden and have sent me James Corden <laughs> carpool karaoke videos in the past. Please don't ever do that again. I might be back in. <laughs> like, oh, kid, this guy's got some bits. He's just one of those guys. He was on the Golden Globes, too. Just like, Of course he was. He's inescapable. He's always just like... I can't wait for him to gain all the weight back. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, it's just enough of him. And he's always having too much fun with a big smile. It's like, get out of here, you fucking bloke. He's a bloke. I'm hating on the mate suddenly. Hmm. What else? I mean, this was a fun headline. Army Hammer quietly moves out of his <laughs> L.A. home in the dead of night. I wrote that down, too. I like how they said dead of night. It's like they're trying to make it as creepy as possible. Yeah. Then the next day, they posted another story saying that he left a rope-bound mannequin oh. behind, which apparently he also follows all these like torture kind of bondage things on instagram yeah. like he follows the hashtags there's like this art of like tying people up for sex and he's in wow for people who don't remember army hammer got like mildly canceled and lost a bunch of gigs for a bunch of uh correspondences with young girls 
We were talking about like cannibalism and weird, the other stuff you were just alluding mm. to. Like bondage and just like beating people up. And then like three women came forward and started saying he was a weirdo. And yeah. I'm loving all of it. This is my <laughs> new number one story. Yeah. I love the idea <laughs> him moving out in the dead of night. I like picturing him with like his Lone Ranger mask on, just like riding off into the sunset. How do you feel about the Lone Ranger as a movie? Mm, no comment. And Scott's a fan, for those of you that don't know. He's a big Lone Ranger guy uh, behind uh, the scenes, and he knows it's an unpopular opinion. I'm a Gore Verbinski guy. Mm. He's a hell of a picture maker. Um, what about this? Elon Musk has decided, oh. speaking of people we don't want to hear any more about in the news, he has actually put in an inquiry with the state of Texas that he wants to open his own city and oh. call it Starbase. Starbase. Yes. So he's, you know, Jesus. Christ. There's a lot of space talk happening lately on Ooh. our group text and also just throughout the internet. And like Lucy was reading me some article today about like, oh, they're going to be like offering a hotel in space within the next ten years. And I was just mm. like, sounds expensive. Wouldn't want to go. <laughs> Could be a gift. Wouldn't want to go. I love how much you hate space. It stinks. I think that the entire space program is a waste of money, and they should put it back into something that matters <laughs> that's the best like regular joe take on space like like what about earth how let's about, fix yeah. the earth then how we about can... space schmace yeah <laughs> i mean what are we doing up there what's up there all it's i fucking... need is a, a cup of coffee and you know my buddies and i'm fine bunch of stars well who needs yeah, what are you gonna go up to space and bop around and <laughs> fucking fuck. kid oh fuck if you if you want to get up into Already? space <laughs> Kid. I would, kid. I, I'm, I know Elon Musk. I don't talk about it a lot, but like we, I knew him from like when he was like before he, you know, yeah. did everything. No doubt, we're boys. So he's gonna get us in the front of the spaceship and get oh, us fuck. up there. You in, kid? I'm fucking totally down for that. Even though, like, shooting for the stars, I'm already living my best life here in Boston. I don't need to go to outer space. Well, that's this is why I brought it up. All right. Okay. I brought it up because. We're going to bring all of Boston into space. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Dude, that's like the dopest, like, supervillain plan I've ever Hear me heard. out. Hear me out. We're going to cut the garden out. We're going to cut Fenway out. Wow. We're going to bring them both up. Oh and then we're going to get Gillette, and we're going to bring that up, too. Oh, my fuck. And then all the other stuff we need, like, I don't know, like, Sissy K's. And, yeah, the Boondock Saints. Yeah, like... Uh, like wall other, burgers, other a couple ironic Boston bars I can't think of right now that would be really funny. We're gonna bring all of them up there. We're gonna have the bean, but Kid. like on Mars. Kid, that sounds fucking sick. And I actually, I want to mention to you, you went to Florida this past week. I did. You put this whole town in your rear view, which was fucked up to begin with. But I also heard you were down there partying with Gronk and Brady without me. Kid, I was on the Gronk cruise Fuck you. throwing beers. Like, I was the guy. We did this bit already. I'm not going to do it again. I, I was going to make a joke about throwing the trophy, and I realized I did that already. You're fucking breaking character. Fuck you, you but fucking I, piece of shit. But I, but I got the trophy, yeah. and I brought it down here to the chill zone. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I mean, I got fucking March Madness over here. I'm fucking sitting here. I just bailed. Like Steven fucking Glansberg. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking <laughs> you saved it <laughs> so, I was like oh no I'm, I'm killing it I'm ruining the bit and I pulled the ripcord and you saved it with the Steven Glansberg reference he's back I'm back in 
Back to the news. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, I don't know who those guys were, but that was kind of fucked up. A couple of dicks just Speaking stampeding of- over the news. <laughs> if you look at the recording on Logic, it's like flat, even, and then like gigantic fucking spikes for when those idiots come in in okay, terms of the audio. I fucking jam gigantic spikes into my fucking arm at Fenway. What? That was too gritty. But like speak- a bean set, like Fenway heroin addict, <laughs> I guess. But speaking of space and stars, the show Party Down is coming back for a limited series on the Stars Network. This I'm happy about. What do you think of that shoehorned segue, baby? I'm psyched about it. I, I, that show was really funny. Are we having fun yet? For those One of might you say. that haven't seen it, it's got uh, Ken Marino is in it. Adam and Scott. Adam Scott and that blonde babe, what's her name? She played Veronica Mars. Oh god. And the good play Kristen Bell. I and, forgot she was in that, yeah. And that other babe we like, the brunette one who's with Adam Scott. Lizzie Kaplan. Oh yes. Great show. It's like a ten out of ten comedy series. I thought you were talking about Jane Lynch. <laughs> but she's good. Yes. But it had like two perfect seasons on Stars. If you've never seen it, I couldn't recommend it more. Sometimes stuff is too funny and it doesn't make it. And it doesn't just like churn out 14 seasons of direct like The Office because everybody gets a kick out of it. Yeah. If it's funny enough for people with a good sense of humor, sometimes it doesn't make it. Mm. But this is back. I'm happy to hear that. I, I would, I'll credit the internet for that. And I mean, folks, we knew this was coming. I've been dreading it. Fast 9 got delayed again and will now release on June 25th, 2021, instead of April. We're getting too close to April for it to... We knew this was going to happen. Remember when you sent me that poster and then I went, oh God, it says summer on it. And you were like, wait, what? And then I was like, yeah. And then I didn't look it up on purpose and I knew you would. And there it is. I mean, summer. we just can't have anything. By the time this comes out, I I don't even know if I'll be able to trust my familia. Take who, that back. Who fucking knows where my head will be at? I'm lost. I need to see my family. It's been years. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Hear that? Winning is winning. Winning is winning. And waiting for Fast 9 is important. Yes. But silver lining-wise, their new release date means that Fast 9 and Venom Let There Be Carnage are now set to be released on the same day this summer, which could potentially be the biggest day in enough history. (laughs) Fast 9 and Venom 2? How do we even deal with that? I mean, obviously we'll see Fast 9 first, but... Yeah. I mean... Then we just saunter right into the theater for Venom 2 and just make a whole thing of it. Do you think sneaking into theaters after seeing one movie... Speaking of which, we haven't done that in an eternity. Yeah, it's been too long. Ben Jones for it. That being said, do you think it's easier now or harder in wake of, in the wake of COVID? We'll find out. I was going to say, we'll it's find out. A, while. a couple yeah. of 37-year-old men getting arrested for sneaking into a movie. <laughs> Kid, I am not 37, but I'm in. That's true. Wise. You're going to be 36 soon. Ooh. Right? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, nice. We'll have the Scotty birthday show in a couple of months. Ooh. But yeah, two new, like, sure-to-be classics in one day. I'm yeah, that's awesome. That. I love going from nothing to everything all at once. Yeah. It's like, how about we space those out? And oddly <laughs> enough, movies, like, it seems like they're kind of, like, backish. A Quiet Place Part 2 has moved its release date up 
from September to Memorial Day. That's coming into theaters for 45 days and then on to Paramount Plus? Yes. Okay, they're doing Correct. the same method as Top Gun. Yep. Okay. He remembers. But yeah, Memorial Day, that's like May, I think. May 31st? Is it yeah. the last weekend in May or something? The fourth Saturday? Yeah. Someone's probably out there going, it's the 29th, you idiots. <laughs> but whatever. Memorial Day weekend. But yeah, that's something. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not like chomping at the bit for A Quiet Place Part 2, but I like the fact that movies are getting released. Right. It's like, they're actually, it gives me hope that they're actually, you know, bringing stuff out. And also, I don't know if you saw the fucking, the new pictures from Space Jam, A New Legacy, which, let me just read this sentence for you, because it really stopped me in my tracks. Space Jam 2 includes cameos from the Matrix, Mad Max, DC, and Casablanca franchises as LeBron James and his son travel through the Warner 3000 Entertainment Serververse. Whom? Whilst a character named Al G. Rhythm tries to steal LeBron's Instagram followers. That's what's going on in Space Jam 2. A movie that I've maligned often, I don't know... Why, after 20 years, they're like, let's make another movie with Looney Tunes interacting with a basketball player who can't really act. That's that's what we're going to do. We're not even going to change the sport. At least just bring back Jordan. Yeah. Like, keep it in the same vein. Are they going to... Is it in you? Is it <sighs> in you? I'm good. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, And it's one of those movies that like I follow a lot of sneaker sites. Mm-hmm. And there are, unfortunately, there are a lot of... Jordan sneakers that coincide with the the Warner Brothers universe due to this movie. Mm. And so all the sneaker sites are talking about it and showing trailers and like asking, are you looking forward to it over and over again? And the majority of the people are kind of saying no. Yeah, like they changed, uh, they desexualized Lola Bunny. And the first one, she's all like, she's like a sexy bunny. And then this one, they, they said she's strong and like she's they basically like big took, giant muscles in her legs and shit. Yeah, yeah like, oh, like that. that they clip took I away showed. her bunny jugs, basically, is what's going on. And it's mm. just like silliness and absurd. Yeah, what are the kids going to masturbate to and give themselves all sorts <laughs> of confusing, confusing issues later in life? Yeah, kids need to be attracted to animated characters. It's Agreed. important. Make America animated again. And you also might be wondering, who's playing Al G. Rhythm in Space Jam 2? And the answer to that is Don Cheadle, of course. He's a fucking... I don't even dislike G- Cheadle, but he's just everywhere. He's a little cheatily mm. for me. Cheadle, Cheadle. <laughs> cheatily. But yeah, Space I watched Jam. every episode of House of Lies. See, that's reveal. fucked up. You're like more of a Cheadle guy than I could even fathom. Also, you watched Black Monday. That... I gave up on that, at least. I didn't finish that. You're in on I watched both all of the first season. Don Cheadle Showtime shows that barely exist. And I love Out of Sight. Fair. But yeah, Space Jam New Legacy is in theaters and on HBO Max on July 17th. And I'm sure we'll watch it to make fun of it a little bit. 100%. For the fans. Um, did you hear Machine Gun Kelly's drummer was attacked? He got hit by a car and robbed while walking in the Hollywood Hills. First Lady Gaga's dog walker, now Machine Gun Kelly's fucking something or other? I can't take much more of this, folks. They're coming for us next. Folks. (laughs) Z-level podcast hosts attacked outside Watertown home. 
And they're just, everyone's just like, and? Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, Wished they were dead a long time ago. N- no so, hashtags. Yeah, I think you get the shit kicked out of them. Like, a lot of weird stuff is happening in Hollywood. Like, some guy, who had a, one of those Richard Emile watches that are worth half a million dollars, got robbed. And Boulevard. a woman was shot outside of a restaurant in Beverly Hills. Like, Ooh. I guess they knew the guy had the watch and they knew he was going to. It was like a calculated thing. Give me the watch. These three guys run over. They grab. They get the guy to give him the watch. And then as they're running away, they're like firing a gun off. And this woman who's not even with the guy gets hit. And then oh, everybody wow. in the restaurant's like, did I get shot? And it was like a huge thing. Wow. Sounds intense. I think people are losing their minds. I don't, you know, want to make this episode about COVID or anything, but I think it's a COVID-related mania where people are just, Ooh. they're a little cagey. Yeah, especially, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get yeah, Enough, this. Yeah. but <laughs> we've had it. And yeah. let's see, speaking of COVID, Steve-O from Jackass actually <laughs> collected a 115 gallons of his own urine yeah, for man. a jackass world record. Yeah, man, I got all this piss, man. It's a fucking killer bit. That's a decent, Steve. I'll keep going. I want to get Bam to fucking drink this piss with me. Fucking April and Phil fucking <laughs> don't want me to fucking do this. Fuck, I can't do. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a tough one to do back to back. Table, yes. I was going to just let it keep going. Oof. Are we Felt in on jackass time. 4? I think we are. We are. Like I said before. A resounding yes. The Jackass movies, some of the best comedies ever made. Like that's the the peak of physical comedy. Like those fucking dopes doing all their, you know, skits, what have you. Mm. Like stunts, skits. I like how they have a mix of them hurting each other and like well thought out, funny sketches. Yeah, they're they're good. And I. Um, not a lot of Bam Margera news this week. He fuck seems it, to have quieted fuck, down a little bit. Maybe he's, you know, sober again. I'm not fucking done yet. Fucking Those shirts feel. that he's making with the D-U-N-N on the back. Such a dramatic person. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. He, he is a yikes. Every time he's I see... A, he's such a yikes. When I see one of his Instagram posts, I cringe like I'm seeing like someone's daughter I know do someone something embarrassing or right, something like, like that. Right, like you're... Emotionally invested and you don't know why. You're like, oh, don't do it, bam. But you, at the same time, you're like, do it. Look stupid. I love this. Do it. Um, I forgot to do my birthdays. Oh, hit me with some my birthdays. Birthday We've got a lot of birthdays this week. Wow. I can't find my birthday tune. Folks, this is right. the birthday corner. Back down to the birthday corner. Robert Eiler, who played AJ on The Sopranos, is 36. Oh, wow. Jessica Biel is 39. What do, you, what do you think Chaps has planned? Anything wow. big? Chaps? Hmm. I don't remember no? that character. I don't remember either. I wrote yeah. it down. I don't know what it means. Huh. Yeah, I don't know who uh, that is. Internet celebrity Whoa Vicky is 20. <laughs> She's a very big deal. Oh, my God. Uh, activated. Ooh. Jenna Fisher from The Office, who played Hi. Pam, is 46. Brian Cranston is 64. Wow. John Hurd from Home Alone would have been 76, but he's dead. Also, he was on The Sopranos in season also one, true. playing a FBI informant very strongly. You're a fucking FBI informant. I wonder if him and uh, Robert Eiler, who played AJ, had a joint birthday party on the set that year. I would love that, actually. I don't know the exact dates, but I imagine they're close enough that they could have like at least had a cake together. You need to fucking make a wish. Fucking blow these fucking candles out. 
What the fuck? Speaking of the Sopranos, Justin Bieber is 27. Oh, shit. Female musician Kesha is 34. Wow. Director Ron Howard is 67. Wow. And friend of the show, super fan, Good, is 69. Oh, see, Happy that's birthday, Good. That's He's the only a one. Famous turkey head. The only one on that list that I care about. Good, I hope you had a good one. Having a goo. But yeah, speaking of the Sopranos, I don't know if you saw this, but. Edie Falco has been cast to play Hillary Clinton in Ryan Murphy's Impeachment American Crime Story, which is the show that is going to have Clive Owen playing It wasn't my fault they read those emails. I can't do a fucking Edie. I wish I could. Yes. (laughs) Is that what that was? was, was, I was trying. (laughs) And Beanie Feldstein is playing Monica Lewinsky. This I show hope she is gains gonna, more weight. Yeah, this show's gonna be insane. Like, I can. Edie Falco probably has the chops to pull off playing Hillary Clinton, but Clive Owen as Bill Clinton? <sighs> I'm Bill Clinton and I'm out of my mind. Gail, <laughs> okay, get that gun out of my face. I'm fucking Bill Clinton for crying out loud. I am. I can't wait to hear him doing the voice. It's. I've been in the Clive Owen, or in the camp that Clive Owen stinks for a long time. He's just good looking and cool. And it's he's like a shitty, like soaking wet George Clooney from England. Yeah. And like, I don't get why. I get that he's really good looking and has like a way about him that women dig, but he's he's, he's good in Children of Men. He's mm. good in Croupier, as funny as that is. And that's kind of it. It's such an us flick. Croupier. <laughs> Yeah, what everyone, else? What else? Everyone says but, he should have been James Bond. That's like where his career like should okay. have obviously gone. But yeah, yeah he, he could have been James Bond, but I believe that um, is better. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is better. Yeah, more like different. If Clive Owen did it, like you can see what he would do as James Bond because he's been in movies where he's basically played James Bond, and it's like, yeah, we've seen that. It's like I don't know. Yeah, he's just. He's one of those guys that is trying to be smoldering all the time. Yeah, he's yeah the like brooding, mysterious right. guy. Well, that's why I like him. I actually liked him in Shoot 'Em Up. Which, I was which just going to bring up Shoot 'Em Up, which is like a fun, cool movie. Yeah, it's like very cheesy and bad, but it's good bad. It's fun bad. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's enjoyable. Like Paul Giamatti is a mob boss trying to kill. <laughs> Fucking Clive Owen. Their shootout. Yes. Paul Giamatti, most unbelievable boss in anything, <laughs> like crime-wise in anything. I mean, he's good in Billions as like somewhat of a crime guy. But wow. Um, you're a big Billions fan, no doubt. Let's see what else you got. I mean, folks, get your tissues out. Ti will not appear in Ant Man three. Oh, and why not? Because him and his wife have been canceled for like being low-key r kelly types there are 11 women that have come forward and said they were part of a sex trafficking ring involving them you hate to hear it Gross. quite frankly you tell <laughs> the star of takers is up to no good <laughs> my boy ti he was also on house of lies while we're on the subject oh, of shit. That. he is not the best. I like hip hop a lot. His music was always kind of meh. He has like two hits and then the rest is sort of just middling. Yeah, I don't know if he's if any of his cuts have ever even gotten to me. But yeah, that's so he's canceled, his wife's canceled, they're both out. Mm. I mean, The Simpsons has been renewed for oh. 
seasons 33 and 34 on Fox. To which I respond, like, okay. <laughs> I'm happy about it. I liked your comment the other day. I think that's a perfect take how you were like, I don't really care, but like, I'm happy that it exists, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I have almost no opinion to it continuing, but if they announced that it was ending, I'd be like, whoa, 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 you're fucking ending The Simpsons? The yeah, Simpsons like ending weird... is almost like, even though it's been, it's literally been on our entire lives. Yeah. The Simpsons ending is a sign that we're old or something. I don't yeah. know. Because I remember like begging like in the fifth and sixth grade, being going home on a sun or being home on Sundays and saying like, I have to be able to watch The Simpsons. Like I need the TV at, at 8 p.m. or whenever it was on, on Fox. And it being like a big deal to me. And I don't know. When it ends, I'll be bummed. So I, that's a good take. Yeah. And yeah. I rarely watch the new episodes. Every once in a while, I'll be like, let me see if, like, they're back. And it rarely is, but, yeah, it just kind of, like, needs to keep going, I guess. I don't want it to ever, ever end. Like, yeah. Just keep it going. It's animated. You can just have it happen until we're dead. Yeah, it's like a shell of a shell of its former right. glorious self. But, I don't know. Just just let it do its thing, I guess. Um, What else? Did you see that the... Remember Gorilla Glue Girl? That that lady who put all the Gorilla Glue in her hair and then they had to cut her head off, top of her hair off, like, surgically? It was I, a whole thing on, on the internet. I don't, but she sounds fun. What's she up to? She got all the glue out of her hair and then they Good. found... And then she was going... She got a bunch of money raised like she did a gofundme and like made a ton of dough out of it and mm. then so she was going to get fake boobs Ooh. so she got herself checked prior and they found lumps in both of her breasts and removed them and they are not cancerous so gorilla glue lady is cancer free which we're really happy about <laughs> good for you the uh did you see that <laughs> I mean, that fucking live-action Pinocchio movie that Robert Zemeckis is doing with Tom Hanks What as, was your bit about that again? I mean, what was it? I had a tweet like, like, oh, I, I bet this is going to be really good. Oh, my nose is growing. Like something. I thought that was so funny that I read it backwards. I, wa I read it on your Instagram, and I read the bottom first, and then I, and then I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yes. I butchered it, but you get it. Pinocchio's nose grows when he tells a lie, folks. <laughs> they get it. And I don't know why they're making this remake. They announced Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to play Jiminy Cricket. And Cynthia Erivo's going to play the Blue Fairy. So that'll Who's be... Cynthia Erivo again? She's this woman from... She was yes. in... She was in that movie Bad Times at the El Royale. Whew. Which was a truly bad time. Holy shit. At the El Royale. <laughs> but yeah, a movie like this, all the fucking animated live action remakes, this one's just a waste of everyone's time. You have Robert Zemeckis, probably. Is he doing that weird animation that he does, like Polar Express wise? Yeah, I'm sure Oof. he's like getting into Marwen and doing all the stuff that Jesus he likes to do Christ. on this set. He stinks. And yeah, I don't like him. He used to be great. He's kind of lost his way. Mm. Yeah, I'm out. I don't want to watch that at all on Earth. And Warner, Brother, uh, Warner Brothers is reportedly looking to introduce a black Superman for a new film written by Ta-Nehisi Coates and produced by J.J. Abrams. 
which is like Superman is a played out character. Yeah, I'm good. No more Superman. Like, there's nothing. Be fine with me. There's nothing you could do to him that would make him interesting. Like, try making him any race. Like, it's not gonna work. That character is Indian just, Superman. No, he's out. <laughs> it's it's too much. Like, he can fly. He's invincible for everything except for Kryptonite, and the whole movie you're just waiting for. Oh, I wonder when the bad guy's gonna get his mitts on some kryptonite and mitts. introduce a conflict into this. It's just enough. I hate Superman. Yeah, Superman stinks, and they should have buried it with Christopher Reeve. Ooh. Or Dean Cain. I'm gonna say <laughs> Dean Cain. Yeah, Dean Cain should have personally buried it himself. What's up, Hoops? It's Dean Cain. Dean Sugar Cain. <laughs> we yep. need another Dean Cain cameo <laughs> immediately. We do. Um, did you notice, sadly, it is the 27-year anniversary of friend of the show John Candy's death. Wow. Not I watched Uncle Buck the other day, and boy, does that hold up. Hmm. Wait, he died how many years ago? 27. 27. Wow. Wild, isn't it? Candyman. One of the greats. Like, I wouldn't say it feels like it was just yesterday, but 27 years ago feels like a really long time. Like I was saying about Farley the other week... I mean, we were just robbed of so many great candy performances. Yeah. You know, he had the dramatic chops. Everyone's seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and that powerful ending. He's I'll, got the stuff. He had it. I still stand by my idea of John Candy and uh, Chris Farley in a buddy comedy. And mm. Chris Farley dials it up to a 10. And John Candy is like somewhat the straight man. Yeah. I like that. We were talking about that. Yeah. I was wondering if they maybe would cancel each other out, both being like the quote unquote fat guy. Mm. But I bet they could power through that. And yeah, different we... kind of fat guys, I think. Yeah, Farley's way more physical. It's true. Candy's like yeah, yeah Candy's just quippy like and clever. Large. Yeah, he's just his his girth is funny. Ho oh. oh. <laughs> And folks, I was worried about this. I know I've mentioned this that this might happen at some point in a past episode. But Florence Pugh has been cast in Zach Braff's next movie. Oh, no. Well, she's I mean, also in Olivia Wilde's next movie that looks good, so there's that. But it's not enough that he gets to date her. He also needs to derail her career with one of his movies that will almost assuredly be a turkey. Yeah, she's pretty, like, white hot right now. She's had, yeah. like, three big hits in a row. For and this this could turn into like an, a Geely situation. I think that's exactly what's going. Where on it's here. like <laughs> this this wonderful actress who's sort of at that like threshold of becoming one of the greats. Yeah, just, just like, does oh, this. I guess piece Zach. Of sh- right. Yeah. Exactly. Sure, sure, Zach. Like this script is really popping. I guess I'll fucking totally do this. Fuck. Fuck. What is it? Garden State Two. Might as well. Be. No, there's actually a summary. It's. Called A Good Person, the film follows a woman who, after her life falls apart from her involvement in a fatal accident, her would-be father-in-law helps her live a life worth living. And her would-be father-in-law is played by Morgan Freeman. They could save a lot of money and just do voiceover Morgan Freeman with that guy from Family Guy. Yeah, like this has turkey written all over it. Yeah, that sounds bad. And Zach Braff... He's like a Colin Joe's type guy, where it's like, he's just hateable. Everyone's Agreed, out on him. Yeah. Like, he scooped a bunch of babes. He gets a bunch of work for whatever reason. It's just like, get out of here. Is Donald Faison involved in this project at all? Or I can't imagine he's not. I would see him in the produ- producers and laugh is where I'm imagining this. Kid Faison, he's, he's a worker. 
Did you see uh, Paris Hilton is in the news again? Like That's hot. Going against the cancel culture and sort of, or not, she's trying to get people canceled, I guess you could say. She's bringing up old interviews, one with Le- David Letterman and now one with uh, Opie and Anthony. I'm canceling the Turkey Boys next. She's coming for us next because we've done her voice and said that hot a bunch of times. But listen to this real What's quick. What's it like to just be so. This is Anthony Kumia. Rich. I worked for everything that I've achieved. And stop. I, so stop. I'm very blessed. You, you, I thank God every day. Really? Now, worked in what way? Um, well, I run 17. She, it continues on with him just humiliating yeah. her on air. I kind of remember it and remember it not being funny. Oh, I remember it big time. That was like one of their big clips. Yeah. Because it was, you know, obviously they had Paris Hilton on and Got some. She got all upset, so it was like a big deal. Did she storm out? I think she I might have stormed s- out. I want to say yes. But it's, yeah, it's too long a clip to like play all of it and get all the context. But she was she showed up and didn't want to talk about anything besides the things she was promoting. Right. And they weren't even asking like big or scandalous questions. They were just trying to talk about stuff. And she's like, "I'm actually just here to talk about my new show. So just ask me stuff about that." So they got upset and like it turned into like a weird, intense back and forth. Well, now she's got these edited clips that are circulating all over the Internet. And the funny part is it's like Anthony already got canceled for the whole thing with the racist tweets about the woman that beat him up after he took her picture in Times Square. Classic. And he was fired from SiriusXM, banned from being in the studio. Even as a guest. Yeah. The Opie and Anthony show was destroyed. He started a new show like from his house. And it's like a... a he has like a network setup. Right. He has he like needs a... to subscribe to that I don't think anyone listens to much. We tried it. It's not good. Yeah. He's not good on his own. He's too political. And I like when he talks about movies and fun stuff. I like when he's silly and, you know, like... The, the the little shtick that he always had that I didn't like was when he would sort of say racially charged things. Mm. Had never, like, every, like, one in every 15 would be kind of funny. But this was also, I mean, 15, 20 yeah. years ago when I first started hearing him. And he's the kind of guy, he does it so much where it's like, oh, you're thinking about this a lot, huh? Yeah. Like, this is, like, what's on your mind. He's <laughs> a full-on, I don't know if he's a Trump guy, but he's, like, way too conservative to be on a major. Sirius XM is a humongous company now. Like, he used to be <laughs> on WAF and WBCN and yeah. and then getting nationally syndicated. It was only a matter of time before he got himself canceled. Yeah. So for Paris to take another swipe, like, what's she going to do? Get his basement shut down? Yeah. When you send me that, like, oh, this is happening suddenly, I was like, wow, this must be a slow news day. If Paris Hilton's trying to get Anthony Cumia fired for a clip from ONA from literally like 16 years ago, maybe? Oh, yeah. Maybe longer? It's just it was, like, wow, the cancels are. That one in particular was was like 11, I think, actually. Yeah. It's just but still. Like, and they don't even do anything. They're just like mean to her because she was being like kind of just like yeah, holding back it's like what why are you here if not to talk about stuff it's like promote your show and get out of here well she's lumping them in with like the this because i did watch some video she put out about like this she went to some camp as a kid that her parents made her go to where there was like some abuse stuff happening oh and like that's a separate category like anthony being a dickhead to you on the radio is not the same thing as that yeah yeah i don't think that stuff like came up in that appearance no no. But I mean, 
Let's cancel him again. He's out. When are we going to get canceled? That's what I want to know. We're threading the needle real As soon as this episode comes out, baby. (laughs) And uh, speaking of us getting canceled, Tyler Perry's The Oval has everybody talking. This I saw an ad for the show. I was like, is this real? It's on BET. And I think it's funny that he feels the need to slap his name on everything he makes. Or maybe they do that to get people interested. But I mean, he was probably the first one to want it to happen. It's always you know? Tyler Perry's. Right. The like Tyler Perry's the other guys. Yeah. I kind of actually appreciate it cuz it lets me know I can avoid it immediately. It's like, oh, I can disregard this. It's like, oh, it's just a Tyler Perry. It's thing. like a beware okay. of dog sign yeah. for all of his turkeys. Exactly. But yeah, I guess that's like pop. I like off. him as an actor. Why don't we see more of that? He was actually really good in Gone Girl. Like He's great in that movie. Let's not. I mean, and I'm not talking about him as Medea. I'm talking about him in in roles that other people make for him. Yeah, I think that it's, it's you can't say like we're white guys. We're obviously very out of touch with what is funny in terms of like and what is plugged in with Tyler Perry in that world. That being said, like I think that he has a lot more than he's showing us. I think that there's a good talented dramatic actor inside of him if he can just get past the fact that he doesn't have to be like the director and producer of everything that he puts out yeah i've seen at least one of the medea movies and clips from the other ones he's not even like having fun doing that character no. when you watch norbit eddie murphy as respucia he's having like the time of his life and like doing an actual character tyler perry in those movies he looks like someone who's being forced to act like an old woman and like mm. play dress up. Well, he's made so many of them, and it's been such a long process. Like I'm sure he's very bored. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it is. But he's just like, well, they, people keep giving me dough. I guess I'll just keep doing it. Golden handcuffs, they say. Ooh, that's the expression. That's workish. <sighs> yeah. uh, that's all my news. What else you got? I mean, in that same vein, I saw that Common has a new show called Soul of a Nation. Hey, what's going on, guys? I mean, I'm probably the most super boring actor working today. (laughs) I got this one speed that I act in, and I speak like this no matter what. If I'm in an action movie (laughs) or a drama or a romantic comedy, I just kind of show up and I speak like this, and that's just kind of exactly what I do. Did anybody see me in that Mary Elizabeth Winstead (laughs) movie that really didn't exist? I did. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're both common now. <laughs> the common shut hour. But he's, I've said this before, I think he's the most boring actor, and he shows up in so Honor. much stuff, and it's just like, what are you doing here? Like James Gordon, what do you want? Get out of here. I'm tired of it. Mm. And yeah, it's like a new documentary series where he's like being workish, talking in his boring voice, and... That might be a news-wise. You shut anything this week? I did, in fact. I shut off two Peacock Originals. I'll lump them into one category because, honestly, I don't know where one ended and the next began. <laughs> That's when you know you're cooking with gas. Like the human centipede of Peacock Originals. Ooh, good. The final sequence, I guess, when I shut it. Um, uh, Saved by the Bell, the newer ones, like that big muggy intro with Zachary Ty Bryan or whatever the fuck his name is, trying to <laughs> trick us into believing, Mark Paul Gossler, yes. trying to trick us into believing that they're even in the show because they're not. I said the same thing. It was such a pump fake. They're like, oh, look, it's us in this big six-minute opening. And then they're not in the next, like, four episodes. I don't know if they pop back by, but... 
it's just this muggy kid who's supposed to play Zach Morris's son. And just, it was awful. I shut it off almost immediately after the theme song, which we've made fun of before. Bad and then I put on AP Bio with uh, Glenn Howerton yes. from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who is funny, mm. but not when you put him under a network television microscope. Yeah. That's the show that it was on NBC for two seasons. Then it got canceled and Peacock saved it, even though that's NBC's streaming service. I don't know how any of that works. Wait, it was on... It was on NBC. Then they canceled and then I thought you misspoke. Like, they, that really is. Yeah, oh, Jesus. The, I think that was their first move to be like, oh, let's make Peacock more of a thing. And I don't know if it brought in many viewers. So now they're recycling their own property, yeah. basically. Great. <laughs> like, let's can't, save this Can't wait. I'm so glad I just signed up. Hmm. Speaking of stuff like that, I got some TV shots myself. I'd seen all these previews for the new NBC drama called Debris, which just made me laugh. Debris! Yeah. Is that one of my tube socks? <laughs> you mean Debris? <laughs> Greenlight. <laughs> See, that Off I would to watch. Mandy's. This show, it's like... Uh, <laughs> The summary is the debris from an alien spacecraft exploded and is raining from the sky and, like, making Earth weird. And <laughs> Oh, you saw that. I upgraded yeah. us, and I'm going to go halves on it because I love it also. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny, like, debris, the hit new series. Yeah, that and, sounds... <laughs> yeah. And that like, sounds terrible. It's a shitty X-Files. I watched the whole first episode and was like, this isn't that bad, but this is definitely going to get canceled after, like, the third episode airs and nobody but me is watching. Or maybe it'll go six seasons in a movie. I can't tell anymore. I don't know what anything is. Right. We have no gauge of that anymore. Yeah. And speaking of that, I think this was on Peacock. Did you check out that Punky Brewster reboot? I saw it. <laughs> I'm going to get in there. I got it. How ba- you? It's real bad, huh? Oh, yeah. This made Fuller House look like a fucking flat-out 10 out of 10. It's real bad. Yeah, how's Salal Moonfry? She still got jugs. I mean, they're hiding them, but I think they're there. Yeah, that's the new move. They tape them down. Yeah, Sam, delete this. We're woke now. None of this. <laughs> none of this objectifying stuff. I don't even rem- remember the old Punky Brewster that much. Besides the old guy who went like Punky, hello Punky. Isn't he dead? He is dead, and they do a nice little homage to him in the first episode, which I liked, and it kind of grabbed me. What's but- his name again? Like Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Yes, his name is Michael Chiklis. <laughs> you nailed it. Star of The Shield. <laughs> I'm still laughing about you, me, and Debris. <laughs> debris! <laughs> wow. The debris just shatters through his living room. <laughs> oh. But yeah, the it's weird when they bring these shows back, like, you know, Punky Brewster, that was her as like a kid slash teenager. And now they're bringing it back years later. And Soleil Moonfry, she doesn't really have the chops to carry a show. I don't know what she's done since. I don't think anything. Ooh. I think she like gave up acting <laughs> and then was coerced back for this reboot. But, yeah, I don't know. The They got Freddie Prince Jr. playing his ex-wife. And they have like a fun banter. You can tell they're going to get back together. They're really hoping makes it... <laughs> But yeah, I watched one episode and called it. I was like, I can't be a Punky Brewster reboot guy. This is fucked up. And I think that's all I shot this week. Why don't we take a little break? We're going to watch the Coming to America sequel, Coming to the Number America. 
Yes. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey now, <laughs> we're back. Who, baby, did we just watch coming to America? Keep in mind, it's the number two, not the not T O. Yes, as I mentioned earlier in the program, I just watched the original one like four days ago for the first time. Thought it was great, and it was fun to see a movie that's so old and then be able to watch the thirty years later sequel. A couple days later. That was fun. But unfortunately, this movie was dreadful. I was going to say, were you pleasantly surprised? (laughs) This, I hated this movie so much, I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) Like, complaining about it. This was, like the plots of way, of all way too late sequels. This one, 30 years later, uh... What's his name? Eddie Murphy is still the king. He finds out about a son that he never knew about. Just like, you know, like Dumb and Dumber 2, all these movies. They're just like, well, I have a, a, a kid and I need to go find them and cobble together some sort of a storyline. And If somebody told me right now that I had a child out there, I would do whatever it takes to make sure we never met. Yeah. And our paths <laughs> never crossed. And that he get had no his hands were nowhere near my cash. Coming to the chill zone. <laughs> Fucking powerful. So, Hank, we found out you have a child. Nope. No, we don't. And guess what? Used condoms. Not a chance. He's back. But yeah, that's what they do in all these movies. So they can basically remake the original, but be like, oh, it's through a new character's eyes. And we can do all the same references and just... I love how movies make it seem like it's such a breeze to like have unprotected sex with a woman one night and then she's pregnant with your child and goes through with it even though she doesn't know you at all. Yeah. Like let's really revisit how many times like I get it if you're like a couple of a couple of years and the woman gets pregnant and she maybe decides to keep it. It's their choice. I get that. But it's just unfathomable that this woman would have a drunken one night stand with a guy from another country, get pregnant keep the baby and say nothing to no one for 30 plus years. Yeah. And we should mention they shoehorn Leslie Jones into this movie as uh, the woman that Eddie Murphy knocks up in the past. I know you're a big LJ guy. I mean, Leslie Jones is just a dud factory. I can't stand this woman. And I had to think about who she was for a minute and remembered, yes, she was on Saturday Night Live. Is she still? No. Okay. She was one of the stars of Ghostbusters, Answer the Call, everyone's favorite movie. That did really well. That was better than the first two, I think. But I mean... Totally don't need to make another one. I don't know why they're going back to that. We talk about people who have one speed. Leslie Jones, like, invented having one speed. She's always just like... You know, angrily yelling about this and that. And there's too much of her in this movie. Maybe if there was like a Leslie Jones-less cut of this movie, it might be slightly stronger, but the whole thing is just like... Give me one thing you did like about it. How about that? Literally nothing. Like, there's nothing to hold on to. I like the fact that Louis Anderson 
had a Popeye recurring his character from the original, who you mentioned they only cast him in that movie because the studio demanded there be at least one person in the main cast. So that's why he exists and why he recurred his role in this movie. But this whole thing, like, the whole thing's just references. They're like, oh, remember that thing from the original? Here it is again 30 years later. And they don't add anything to it. They're just like, it's like the South Park member berries. They're just like, member? Like, look at this. Yeah. The part that I that drives me crazy about, like, after the fa- afterthought remakes, we'll call this category. Yes. Hollywood has this assumption that they can take any successful formula and plug and play whatever actors and directors in whatever order they want and just mix it all around. Like, no John Landis, that's fine. Kenny Barris is actually super talented and I like him and I think he's hysterical. Yes. And I'm wondering, like, how many other, you know, cooks were in the kitchen and when it came to the script on this because it just feels disjointed. And that's, to me, that to sum up what I was just saying, Hollywood has this assumption that they can just make if a movie works once they can just make it work again and it just seems it's just the arrogance of 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 that belief is astounding to me yeah especially you know coming to america is something like of a classic comedy i would think it's held in like a regard it's definitely a classic and after 30 years you'd think they would have thought of like something resembling a storyline worth making this movie for like watching this it felt like they wrote it in an afternoon it's just the original, but well. with a different son. <laughs> Probably. Just, it was, like, embarrassing. I am a fan of Lunell. And whenever she has a cameo pop by, she's the heavyset woman with the blonde hair. Oh, yes, yes. African-American. You can't say African-American anymore. I actually learned that the other day because black is the preferred term. I'm watching this series, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, that my sister recommended. Ooh. And there's an episode, I forget the man's name, of course, like Emmanuel Acho, I believe, is his name. And he does an episode with Matthew McConaughey where they're discussing what's called white allergies. Where, And I bring this up because this is a black movie. And one of the points I wanted to make is that I think we're very disconnected from a black movie. And in terms of, like you, like, I bet black people hated this too, probably. But I, there's more stuff in there for them to laugh at than for us. And they're like, we're, we missed a lot, I think. There was like some nuance. That being said, this movie... Uh, yeah, it, like it, it had a just, bunch it, of... It got up to bat a lot and had, struck out. It had like wildly dated jokes, like some on-fleek stuff. It's like, that's I, wrote, like, I wrote that down too in quotes. Like, it's like 2015. It's like you can't be doing this this movie is just like the epitomization of the 2020 comedy that just like overly produced like on my television as well in the oled it's just like so crisp it's almost distracting Mm. like i find it very hard to immerse myself i'm not saying i need like a steven soderbergh blue tinted (laughs) camera lens or something but i need a little bit of grit to the camera. Mm. Kid likes a little grit. It just, uh, it just doesn't look like a movie to me. It looked like it, this played out like a TV show. Oh yeah, it looked like all Netflix or Prime originals. It just had that say, weird, did... nebulous. Like, was this made by a person or a robot? All this stuff. And yeah, like the original made me laugh out loud several times watching it alone because it's very funny. This movie didn't even come close to making me smile once. 
I was like, I was angry for most of it. Then fucking Colin Jost pops up, Oof. giving me a legitimate jump scare. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. This movie's bad enough, and now Jost is on the scene? Jesus Christ. Then Trevor Noah with like a ZNN bit? Holy fuck. <sighs> Folks, this movie was dreadful. What did you give it on Letterboxd? One out of five stars, and I'm thinking about downgrading that to a point five. I already put it up as a point five. Yeah, yeah it the way I see that. it is like if Goodfellas is five, this is not one fifth of that. Yeah, like this is an excuse for a movie that has no business existing. No, and I don't subscribe to the like. This doesn't ruin the original. It's just they just shouldn't have made it. It's like the original's fine. You can go back and watch that. Just forget about this turkey and never watch it again. Or never watch it, actually. Even better. Yeah. I mean, coming instead of watching Coming to America, rewatch Coming to America and enjoy yourself mm. and have a laugh at an actual funny comedy that goes somewhere and yeah. not just, just a derivative remake full of callbacks that don't land. Yeah. Like you were saying when we were watching it, like, more than anything, like, comedy's dependent on, like, the director and just like timing watching this is just like are they trying to make people laugh with this this just doesn't this isn't a comedy this is just nothing <laughs> and we went into it i went into it with good intentions i oh, suppose yeah. i went into it wanting to like it i didn't go and go this is gonna suck i had which i of, do which i do a lot i had kind of a good feeling about it which i love eddie murphy like if you look over my left shoulder he's on the wall of kings motherfuckers on the wall of kings folks. i love eddie murphy I think he's one of the most talented people who's ever lived. I really do. And I think I said that before the break. Mm. And it's just – and Arsenio is great too. And I, we also said John Amos, not here in this movie. Like they put him in it, but like where was he? Like yeah. He was one of the funniest parts of the original movie. Why would he not get more lines? Yeah, he was like the scene-stealing foil of the original. This yes. one they have like three scenes just to be like, oh, he's still alive and we got him to do this, but gave him we literally also, nothing to work with. <laughs> we also haven't even mentioned Wesley Snipes and how badly yes. he needed this work. <laughs> Wesley? I, had, I watched White Men Can't Jump the other day, which is a great movie. I need to see that. It's awesome. And he's one of those guys that is, he had all the stuff. He was good looking. He was in shape. He was funny. He could do action. He could do comedy. He could do drama. Yeah. Just across the board, home run of a guy. And he kind of popped. He kind of didn't. Like he got like, oh, I guess popped. Demolition Man was a pretty big action movie. Yeah. Like he had a lot of hits in the 90s. And then like, it was like a third Blade movie came out. He went to jail for tax evasion and then just whoosh. And that yeah. was it. And now he's like the straight to video guy. That's true. And yeah, I think the guy who directed this, Craig Brewer, who did that last Eddie Murphy Netflix movie, Dolomite is My Name, which is way better than this movie and mm. worth a watch if you haven't seen it. But yeah, I think he's kind of like bringing Wesley back. And it was cool to see him in this movie. When he popped onto the scene, I was like, oh shit, Wesley Snipes. But then they gave him nothing to work with and I got bummed out. He played... Like you said, the foil and not even like a kind of half in, half out bad guy that just didn't make sense. Yeah. It With was a dumb accent and like a silly goatee and it just, yeah. it didn't land. So telegraphed. But yeah, that's coming to America. Clearly, yeah. we hated it. Yeah. I really. You can fucking try me, fatso. This movie was, oof. 
But yeah, let's talk let's about talk some, about something we liked. Yeah. What about Minari, which we both watched on? This is another new iTunes nineteen ninety nine rental, which <laughs> is unfortunate. I. But it'll probably be popping up on Hulu or something soon, or maybe they'll make it a little cheaper. This is Parasite 2021. Yes. This is about a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Nebraska. Nice simple premise right there. And, uh... Say 1980s? Yes, which I didn't notice until I looked it up to get the summary. When I was watching, I just thought it was taking place now. I didn't get... Oh. Yeah. I thought it was the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I even would have thought it was the 60s because I was trying to base it on the television. I just chalked it up to like, oh, I guess... Weren't they watching a black and white? I don't know if I remember that. I just chalked it up to like, oh, I guess Nebraska's like way behind us. They are. I thought it was supposed to be taking place now. But yeah, this is... I like this. This is, you know, getting a lot of buzz, as we mentioned, and won the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film. And I dug it. It's like a, a nice realistic portrait of family life. You got Steven Yun, who was on The Walking Dead. And he was in a movie called Burning that I really enjoyed, that I guarantee no one listening to this has seen. Would I like it? Yes. I would. Yes, I mm-hmm. think so. I'm adding it to my queue. I think it's on Netflix, or at least it used to be. He's great in that. He's kind of slowly but surely been like building a, a nice little indie career for himself. He was in something else I can't place at the moment that people dug. The mud pie sketch from <laughs> yes. I Think You Should Leave? <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to remember. That's all I could think about is like I really need Stephen Young to win Best Actor just so I can <laughs> attend the Oscars and shout out, like, and Jacob doesn't touch yeah. it! Like, shouldn't have such a stinky mud pie! <laughs> shouldn't have such a sloppy mud pie! There it is. Um, if you haven't seen that sketch, it's in I Think You Should Leave. I don't remember which episode, so you're going to just have to track through all of them because it's the funniest sketch comedy ever. Yeah, there's only five episodes. Just watch them all again. It's a yeah. home run. And I guess... I bring that up partially because I love it, but partially because it shows that he has a lot of range. Mm. And this movie was super boring. I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that I found myself like agonizing in it, parts. It definitely dragged a little bit. It, but it's good. It's icy boring, as we like to say. Mm. It's like you'll put up with some snoozy moments because overall you're like, mm, yes, this is a picture of substance. Mm. They're doing work here. I it's see, a homework movie where you feel smart watching it and you're happy that you saw it and then when the awards happen and it's winning everything you can say see i watched that yeah exactly (laughs) and it it heated up they introduced like the grandmother character and she is a fun dynamic with the young kid played by alan kim yes who's a young scene stealer i i see him doing a lot yeah he was the next couple years at least he was great him like having mountain dew for breakfast and the grandmother being in on that, like, bring me the mountain water. <laughs> I loved all that stuff. Can we talk about Will Pat- Patton we and can. how he looks like he's falling apart <laughs> as a man? Yeah, he doesn't look well. Look past his makeup, he still looks bad. And I think he's a bad actor in almost everything, including this. And if anyone who is on the Rewatchables podcast listens to the show, they're probably aghast. 
because they talk about him like he's Daniel Day-Lewis and he's just like a dude. When he popped up in this, I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's in this. He, yeah, people like talk, like you said, the rewatchables talk about him like he's this like home run of an actor. And I can't really remember anything that he's in off the top of my head beyond this and Armageddon. He's yeah, and it's like he's sort of just a man. Yeah, he's just a man on Earth who like walked onto some sets and can convincingly take up some screen as a man. He's not like a good actor. I watched this on my iPad. Ooh, on a plane to Florida visiting my dad. Yes, and watching I watched one of our other reviews on my iPad on the way home. Mm. And fuck, is that a bad experience? Watching a movie the iPad on watch? a little tiny... Like, well, if you think about it, I go from a 12-inch screen or whatever, an 8-inch screen, truly, mm. I think, to 77-inch screen. Oh. And I don't know. It's just like I can't... If I'd watched Coming to America on my iPad, I probably would have broken it in half. Did you check out the scene on planes? Don't they have like a bunch of movies you can watch on the seat or whatever? Did you check out what I didn't was look. Going? Okay. I didn't look. I'm sure it was like six months behind what it needed to be and something we already watched and hated. Because planes, they sometimes get the stuff early. That's like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think like... JetBlue does that. I feel like... Oh, do they not? Well, they have like they have like internet on their planes now and then they have full cable, like uh, Dish Network or whatever, satellite. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole bunch of channels. And I think their claim to fame now is they have like HBO and Showtime. Ooh. <clears throat> but it's like have that at home don't need it on the plane thanks yeah gonna watch my own content but yeah. i liked this i think it's gonna win i didn't love it i did find it a little boring but it, i think it's gonna win a lot exactly i'm gonna give it a solid i liked it didn't love it and that's the weird thing with awards like when you watch a movie that you know has like all the awards buzz you're kind of like judging and you're waiting for it to wow you it's like yeah. where, when did <laughs> Like, when in this movie did people determine that this was, like, the award winner? Yeah, had I gone into this with no buzz in mind, I probably would have just thought it was cute and fun. and Exactly. Not really fun, given what happens. Like, people but... love to overpraise anything that's even kind of artsy and good, mm-hmm. especially this year, where we've had, like, a handful of notable pictures. And, yeah, everyone can be like, this was exquisite. This was... Yeah, the critics are probably doing backflips. I don't even want to read the reviews. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a 98. But yeah, this is the kind of movie like I'd never like go out of my way to recommend it to someone. But if someone asked me about it, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. Minari, check it out when it comes to Tubi in a couple weeks. Perfect. And you had also mentioned some of your other plane. I also think it's funny that one of your like comfort movies is The Internship. Mm, starring, I watch it on most flights. Starring Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Yes, I am a nervous flyer. Not because I'm worried about dying. I actually would welcome it. But Ooh. I am nervous in the sense that I don't like being in one place for too long in terms of like in a crammed, uncomfortable seat with an overweight Russian guy billowing into my seat with his big gut. <laughs> Fuck. And people bumping my elbow and shoulder every time they go down the aisle. And like mm. this one fat guy got on the plane and immediately shit. Like within minutes. He shit and it was it of course I it went was. into the bathroom because I had to pee really bad and it had been about fifteen minutes since he'd been in there, but no one else had been in. Mm. 
and I could taste his shit. Oh, it was, it was, it was, he'd, he'd had a tuna sandwich. I'm almost positive. Oh my God. That's it was like just the like the worst a, thing I've ever heard. And like, I had a mask on. Keep in mind, I didn't take it off in the bathroom. I had a fucking thick ass mask on my face and I was tasting his tuna shit. And you're assessing the meals that the guy. I was fucking furious. And I'm 6'2, so standing up in those bathrooms is a joke. Like my hair is just mashed into the ceiling, which any other person above 5'10 is the same situation. Mm. And I'm just like, and the floor is soaked in piss. Did so this you, guy clearly just pissed all over the floor, even though he was shitting. Classy. I wanted to fucking kill somebody. Did you join the pile high club like he did? Follow his lead? Take a nice dump I in there? I did not have to take a dump. Fuck. Thank God. I didn't yeah. take a dump at the airport or on the plane either flight, which is beautiful. But yeah, that's big. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I hate flying. It's almost to the point where I travel less as a result of my disdain for air travel. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Right. Now it's like there's this added wrinkle of like I have a giant mask on my face and I'm worried that everyone around me is going to die or whatever. Yeah. But you that, also watched Wrong Turn. Good on segue. Your flight, I did. Which is a remake of the 2004 horror movie that somehow got five sequels and now a remake. The original stars Eliza Dushku, friend of the show. Right, I forgot about her. And she would frankly be disgusted by this remake because it was kind of lackluster. What happened there? It was there was nothing about the there's nothing to do with the original except for the fact that it was kids on a trip. Yeah, That's they totally it. just stole the or title. Young, young professionals, one might say. And also more bothersome than almost anything else, this movie's called Wrong Turn. They don't take a wrong turn no. in this movie. <laughs> they did this on purpose. They wanted to go to that mountain. They actually went out of their way to go to that mountain, yes. even though they were advised against doing so by the town folk. All it would take is one line of dialogue to make titling this movie make sense. Like, oh, oh shit, we just took a wrong turn. Like, you had one job. That fucking bugged the shit out of me. Yeah, Cod made that point, too. He's like, this that didn't need a remake. And this re- it really didn't. We didn't need... Any of the sequels or this remake. Like, yeah. We really didn't. And this this checks all the boxes of a horror movie. It's teens on a road trip. They stop at a creepy gas station and get vaguely threatening advice from a creepy weirdo who doesn't seem like they should be working anywhere. Then they, you know, <laughs> encounter a pack of mutant murderers. And there's one kid that has a heart of gold who throws a wrench into the gears of everything. And it's time to take a stand. This was such a horror movie. It was... Almost unbelievable. Very, I wrote that down too. Very formulaic. Yes. And I, the part when this, the threatening skinny old guy comes over to the table and is like insulting the guy's girlfriend in front of him and nobody stands up, nobody does anything. I'm not like a tough guy. Yeah. That guy's not scary. He was 150 pounds at best. Yeah. I would have headbutted his teeth across the room. Yeah, that was like, one of let's those go, buddy. where it's like, yeah, like they're playing ominous music to get it to be creepy, but... Yeah, in the reality of the situation, you'd be like, what are you, why are you talking to us? He's like, not, fuck off. He's dude. not like fucking Seabass and Dumb and Dumber in yeah. the diner. Like, okay, he's 6'4, 250, and he's a scary looking man who would beat me into the yeah. ground. This is some skinny loser. Any one of those like, characters should have been like, hey, why don't you fuck off a bit? Like, what are you talking about? Any us one for? of the dudes at that table could have beat that guy's ass. Yeah. And they were all acting so scared because he had a dirty outfit on. 
I don't know. I just it lost me. I was like, no, that's not believable. And it's almost funny. There's this one scene where the group of teens, they should already know they're in like horrible turmoil, but they happen upon an abandoned shack that has like this pile of cell phones and like a pile of shoes, a bunch of clues that like a fucking dozens of people have been murdered here. And one of the kids is like, guys, I think something's weird about this place. Like, I don't know. I'm getting like a weird vibe. It's like, of course you are. Two of your friends have been murdered. And Did you taking- laugh? When they broke it, let's just spoil shit. Who cares? Yeah, this is a dog when, shit horror movie. Did you it's laugh unspoiled. when they got into that like woodland gang's lair or whatever, and the main guy who popped out was Van Patten from American Psycho? I don't think I noticed that that was him. You didn't catch that? I lost it. I had oh, to look. Wow. It up. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm realizing it. Oh shit. He was good. I'm like Romalian type. Or that was when the movie like kind of started working for me. When there was like a weird wilderness this is a big i'm gonna drop a big spoiler right now so if for some sick reason you want to watch the 2021 wrong turn just skip ahead like 90 seconds and um you can do that with three clicks on the apple podcast app anyway at the end when the will Patton or not will Patton, um Oh, the Matthew Van Patten character rolls up to their house, the girl's house at the end. Yes. And then they're like, you have to come with us. And then her and her whole, th- her family just doesn't intervene. She just gets into the RV with them and leaves. And then they show the RV pulling over and her pulling them all out of the RV and murdering them. Cool ending. I was going to say that kind of won me back. Guess what? Kind of won me back too. It I was think- a really cool ending to a bullshit movie. <laughs> I gave it one and a half stars. One... One star was for the ending, and a half a star was for Modine. I'm a big Matthew Modine guy. He yeah. almost wanted to make this movie work. We should mention, in this movie, there's a completely separate storyline where Matthew Modine, who plays the father of one of the girls in the team of teens who get kidnapped, he's, like, searching for her, and he's in, like, Rambo mode, like, like trying to hunt down his daughter, and it's just, like, absurd. <laughs> The fact that he's in it and what they have him do. Yeah. Every time I see Matthew Modine, I'm like, is that Ed Begley Jr.? Oh, no, that's Matthew Modine. Oh, fuck. Doesn't even matter. But, yeah, once they, you know, he's, like, shooting arrows, there's... He, yeah, there was a few cool kills, I guess. That dude gets crushed by that Lago. That was was... sort of Final Destination-esque, yeah. I liked that. And also, you could tell this movie didn't have a very big budget because they cut away. Like, that log kill, it's like, show me that. Don't cut away and then, like, show me the aftermath. I need that money shot, baby. Where's the love for me? But, yeah, this, uh, not great. No, no. Still can't believe. Group of guys dressed as the QAnon shaman just yelling and screaming in the woods. They have some weird society and... Like I was waiting for like one Carlo Esposito to pop out or whatever that guy's name is. Like I, yeah. I was like, is there going to be like some cliche boss here? And then it was the guy who plays Van Patten in American Psycho, and it just made no sense to me. Yeah, and I liked the ending in like a cheesy end of a horror movie kind of way. Mm. But yeah, can't recommend this one fully. Check it out when it comes to like Hulu or whatever. And then did you notice that the title screen dropped at the end of the movie? Ooh. I hate that. Speaking of that. Really don't like that. 
The other movie we watched this week also did that. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. This was kind of fun. Guess what, folks? This was a fucking masterpiece, especially compared to all the other fucking dreck that we just talked about. I had a feeling you'd you'd like this one. This movie, for people who don't know, Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, who also wrote this movie and wrote Bridesmaids, they're in this movie, they play weird old ladies who go on this, like, crazy adventure that's, it's like a, a parody of romantic comedies mixed with, like, an Austin Powers kind of insane vibe. I remember you said that to me about Austin Powers, and in my head when I first started, I, before I'd seen it, I'd, I'd, it tell, you figured that out pretty quickly when you turn it on, but prior to that I was like, what is he talking about? How are they going to work Powers into this? Yeah, that's why I wanted to see it so much, because so many people compared it to Austin Powers, I was like, it can't be, how could it be? And then like 10 minutes in, it's like, oh yeah, like... They're, they're doing it. Did you notice they rebranded Gary Sanchez Productions to something else? It was like, it was a woman's name. I can't remember. Ooh. They changed the name of the production company. Interesting. I That's saw the a, logo. I didn't right. notice the... They, the logo is similar. But yeah, this movie, I mean, especially for like a comedy coming out in 2021, I thought this was... I, I couldn't have enjoyed this more. This was like one of those movies I felt was made just for me because... It was like, I was exactly on its wavelength, or like the vibe of the movie, whatever you say. Mm. And this, like, it's concerned with nothing but being funny, which I really appreciated. Like, it's just a comedy, and it's unbelievably goofy and ridiculous throughout, to the point where you're just like, I was looking at it like, wow, I can't believe they had the balls to put a joke that dumb in like a major motion picture but it's good like like we said earlier about the other comedy is all about tone and timing and and in in this movie like I thought they were just killing it I wrote down I have never simultaneously hated and loved a movie so much at the same time yeah like which is such a now I'm reading it out loud I'm like that's a perfect description of Barb and Star yeah, like, is it Vista Del Mar or whatever the fuck the rest of the title is? I could see someone's like parents watching this movie and being like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Like, what is this? Because like when Barb and I don't remember which one was which, but when um, the woman that isn't Kristen Wiig was on the, what's her name again? Uh, Annie Mumolo. Yeah, Annie Mumolo was on the jet ski and she's like, I got my labia pierced. And like, like I, that got a big laugh out of me. And there's a there's a few like solid lines and they're just kind of clever characters like it was kind of stupid and i kind of hated it but it was also kind of great and i have a feeling that this movie has good rewatchability oh yeah like i want to buy this asap this is like a me movie (laughs) big time and yeah like it's all about their back and forth it's just like they're just i don't know it was really working for me they're a good they're a good duo clearly they've been friends and, and co-workers and writing partners forever and yeah, like you know, that bridesmaids energy that they've been trying to, like, recapture that lightning in a bottle from 2010 is finally kind of back, yeah. I guess you could say. And I like how they didn't try to be like, oh, let, like, let's recapture that. Like, they made a, a very goofy, off-putting movie <laughs> like this. I feel like most people won't like this. This but movie it, will not really be that popular, no. Yeah, like, if you've heard us recommend comedies in the past and kind of agreed and you think you'd like this, I, I think... It'll really hit the spot for you. 
And yeah, it's like a tough one to recommend because it's so weird. But I don't think I'd recommend it to anybody, to be honest. I, I finished it and I got a kick out of it and I had a couple of yucks. I, but like it's 20 bucks to rent it. And if somebody told me, I think a lot of people out there would rent this for the 20 and be furious. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, that's definitely like something to consider. When Which doing is sort it. of the new normal, right? You can't go to the theater. So they're trying to make revenue. I get it. But I, I legitimately love this. I was like cackling watching this alone in the wee hours last night. Like yeah. I really, I was hoping you'd sneak it in because we finished it at like eight thirty, and I was like, "Is Hoops gonna get in there?" Yeah, I started watching it at like one in the morning. I was like, "Oh, I need this." <laughs> <clears throat> you just ruining your day today to finish Barb and Star. <sighs> That's the dedication Scott has to this program. Yes, and I must say, this movie ends with a blooper reel. Let's bring that back, folks. I want everything I to end with a blooper reel. The blooper reel is sometimes better than the movie. Even in Coming to America, they ended with a blooper reel. And it was like, this is stronger than the feature film that they cobbled together from this. Mm. But yes, we've talked before. They don't make comedies anymore. Here's one. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Now and on get iTunes. ready to have a few laughs. Yes. Is that it? You watch anything else? I mean, I'm pecking away at the OC, our little pet project, as we discussed last week. I started uh, Mercedes Man or mm. Mr. Mercedes, the Stephen that's... King adaptation. It's now on uh, Peacock. Peacock. I, yes. I also started The Stand on Paramount Plus. Take a stand. Take a stand. That it's time to take a stand. Are either of those grabbing you in any way? Both, kind of, yeah. Both are grabbing you? Stand is pretty dumb, but Mr. Mercedes is actually, it has its moments. Did you read The Stand? I know you've read some Stephen King books. I have not read The Stand. I've mm. read Take a Stand. Yes. And Take a Stand Together. And it's t- it is time to take a stand. The, the, it's a trio. Yes, it is. I think that's like his longest book. Everyone says it's amazing <clears throat> of people who've read it, but I've never read any Stephen King books. I've read a bunch back when I was on Adderall and had the capability Ooh. to sit down with a book and just rip through it. Love that. But yeah, that uh, I, I might check out Mr. Mercedes. Someone else who was recommending? Oh, Howard and Robin were talking about Ooh. it, which made me think that it was like, Dog shit, because their taste is very bad. But Funny enough, I heard them talking about that after having started it and laughed to myself, like, had I not started this already, I never would have. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) ah, fuck, I gotta bail on this. Lucy's upstairs watching the first two episodes right now to catch up, so I hope that she's in and we can fire up the third one. Hey, now. Fingers crossed. That, folks... Check out Mr. Mercedes on Peacock. I'm going to get in there. We'll be talking about it next week on the program. In addition to a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure. What are some hot new releases? I don't know of anything coming down the pipe. We've had a decent run. There's been like something of note to watch every week for a good stretch, I feel. Hopefully that continues. Yeah, we need that heat. Yeah. Well... That's it for us here at the Enough Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Word from our sponsors. Uh, This week we are brought to you by Scarlet Oak Tavern in Hingham, Massachusetts. Make sure that you get in there and get some onion rings and sit at the bar and find the fattest guy there and give him a large tip. Hell yeah. 
Folks, um, send us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast Enough. We're on Instagram at enoughthepodcast. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seas. And Rye, where can the fans find you? I'm still plugging my website, ankfit.com, ankfit.com, ankfit.com. Get in there. My second facility will be up and running midsummer. I promise. Midsummer. We're going to make everybody wear the white outfits and scream and yell, and, that's, and that'll be the workout. So get in there. Hell yeah. That'll be one of the workouts. You like smushing an old yes. person's face with a weight. Okay, he's in. Folks, that's enough. Have a good Have bye. a good one, man. Also, check out Social Boys and Uncle Uncle. Bye. Sipping whiskey out the bottle